it's your podcast. Are you going to start it? or? <laughs> this is already going terribly. It's going to go great. I'm so excited. All right. All right. Welcome to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. I'm Megan Cottrell, your host. And I'm your co-host, Josh Cottrell. Same as always. Same as always. <laughs> I don't know how to do this with you. <laughs> if I can't take you seriously. Now's the part where you say pitter-patter. Pitter-patter. Let's get at her. Same as always. Same as always. Did you ever notice <laughs> that I always do a great job? You do great with Amber. I expect the same level of professionalism. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't even know your name, bud. Okay. Previously on Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. <sighs> I have one thing for previously on. Do you have anything? I think I do, actually. You go first. I was actually going to make you do it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Ready? There's a name correction for the guy who emailed us. I said oh, his yeah. name was Stuart, but that's his last name. Yes, it's Jeremy Stewart. Jeremy Stewart. So, sorry, Jeremy. If you're still listening. If you're still listening. He's not even made it this far yet, I don't think, so. Well, obviously not, because this isn't out yet. <laughs> I'm going to murder you. Okay. <laughs> all right. As you all can tell, something's different this time. We mentioned last time Amber might not be back for a little while, so she's not going to be here for the next little bit, probably through... At least the rest of this season. We'll see. We'll see how she's feeling, yeah. So, we miss you, Amber. All right. Megan misses you so much. I am already <laughs> distraught. This is going to be fun. Anyway, what's your previously on? My previously on doesn't matter because I can't remember what it was. You can put it in what's the scoop if you need to. Yeah, if we come up back to it, I'll remember it. Or just gonna, yell hey, it out. I'm going to edit this out anyway. As, so. you, as soon as you remember, just scream it out. Right. I knew that was going to happen. It's the one thing I didn't write down. That's what notes are for, bud. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is season four, episode four, Letter Kenny Talent Show. This 24th overall episode, air date December 25th, 2017. Writer Jared Kiso and Jacob Tierney. Directed by Jacob Tierney. So, the synopsis for the overall episode is, Letterkenny locals put their special skills on display with their very own talent show. Before we jump in, how did you feel about it? I honestly loved this episode. Loved it or liked it? I'm going to be a lot more liberal with my grading and with my affection for the show because I do sincerely love this show. And I thought the talent show episode was great. I really did enjoy it. I would say, yes, I loved the episode. All right. And before we jump in, how did you come to find Letterkenny? And what's your relationship with it? Because we've not ever had you on to ask you before. Yeah. So I was introduced to Letterkenny by actually some friends of mine at church, believe it or not. <laughs> Two people from the tech team showed me a clip from the cold open of season one, episode one. And for a while, that was kind of all I knew. And then we got Hulu when I was at school because of Spotify Premium or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, that letter whatever show is on Hulu. 
I'd started watching it, and before I knew it, I had binged, like, at the time, I think there were six seasons out, and I'd binged through season six in maybe five days. It's really easy to do that, because they're so short. Yeah, they really are. And I was really sad mm-hmm. when season six was over. I, I, uh, I needed closure. I needed things to just keep happening. <laughs> but I understand that production has to also happen. So that's how I discovered the show. Nice. All right. Well, any more thoughts, overall thoughts, about the episode before we jump in? About this episode in particular, I will say it was. it's definitely more of a visual episode. The wordplay is there and the writing is there which classic letter can he, but a lot of the comedy aside from Dan's jokes <laughs> later on in the episode, a lot of the comedy I feel comes from a physical visual place. And maybe that's why I like this episode so much because there's not a whole lot of just purely physical comedy episodes. And I kind of feel like not really physical comedy, but a lot of the episode is very visual dependent, I guess. And I <clears> really appreciated that. It was a nice, change of pace while still staying on brand for Letterkenny. I really liked this one a lot. I, li- I think I liked it more than last episode. And I know that the next one, the next one I know was Letterkenny Leave, and I like it more than the next one. I can, I don't even remember all of the episode, but I just remember bits <laughs> and and snippets. And I, I already know that I, this one's going to get a higher score for me likely than the next one likely so (laughs) with that being said let's jump into the cold open let's do it so your pals found a package that belonged to a couple of degens the other day the hicks all shouted each other you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong the subject is a package dan found at the dollar store parking lot belonging to soupy campbell and spider cremans Dan popped it into the mailbox, but Katie and Daryl feel that by the rules of finders keepers, he should have opened it. Mm. So what do you think? Right off the bat, I agree with Dan. Mm-hmm. Of all of the crimes that the everyday person can commit... You try I, to stay away from the federal I st- ones? I <laughs> try to stay away from the federal... <laughs> it's definitely a federal crime to open someone else's mail. I don't want to mess with it. I don't want Dan to mess with it. I don't, I don't know what the rules are in Canada. Apparently it's finders keepers, but <laughs> but I yeah no I, I completely side with Dan. I think Katie and Daryl actually that's kind of degen behavior to open somebody else's mail. That's I how I feel agree. about it. But is it that if you receive it in the mail, or if it's in a mailbox, you can't mess with it? But if you just find it, is that still federal? Is that against? He just found it, didn't he? I mm. but I don't but I don't know if it's a closed piece of mail with someone else's name on it. I would say it probably still is against. I would. I would say it's probably still yeah. Law. Yeah, I I got to agree with that. I think that if it's still a closed sealed package and it's clearly addressed to somebody else, they probably just dropped it and didn't even realize. They're probably looking for it. I am fifty fifty torn on this because I am so nosy. <laughs> Can confirm. But I also want to be a good person and make sure. This person, because I when I order stuff, I get excited to get it in the mail, and it's such a bummer. Luckily, we've been pretty we've been pretty lucky about not having any of our stuff stolen. But yeah, I you know see those videos of package thieves. Yeah, and yeah. it just makes me so mad. So I think it'd just be a bummer not to get it. But I'm so I'm so curious 
what it could have been. <laughs> and I'm kind of surprised Dan wasn't because he's so he's kind of nosy and gossipy with Derry a lot. That is true. He's that would be super on character for Dan to be nosy and want to know. Just to like peek in and then like yeah. tape it back. I I mean that'd probably be what I would want to do. <laughs> that's still super not a. I bet you used to okay. unwrap your Christmas presents early, didn't you? <laughs> and then tape them back up so your parents wouldn't know you looked no. at them. I never sought them out because I knew that I would open them. <laughs> so, so I'm a little bit right. Yeah. I loved these puppies in the very front. Oh my goodness. All four of them are such good boys. Oh, the one on the far left had the cutest little floppy ears. <laughs> he was so cute. Uh, so great. Soupy Campbell and Spider Cre- Cremans. Cremans. That can't be his actual last name. But again, as per last episode, nicknames sometimes hold more weight than given birth names I'd like to think in small towns. This person wasn't named Spider at birth. But I maybe. would like to think that Soupy's name was also not Soupy from birth. <laughs> His parents hated him if that was the case. <laughs> like who sees an infant and just goes, Soupy? He reminds me of... <laughs> But it's also, his name is Soupy Campbell, so I think that was intentional, because Campbell's is a soup brand. Right. So, but Spider Cremans, just given that same thought, is kind of a, like, what are you doing with spiders? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, given that these are degens, it'd be a little more nerve-wracking to open that package, too, anyway. I agree. Because you, you don't know what's going to be in that. <laughs> what if it's a five-year adult film subscription i don't know (laughs) or you know a crack pipe i put down do you have any friends who if you got their package sent to you unexpectedly you'd be unsettled to open and see what it was not that you're supposed to open people's mail but if you did i think that if i know my friends the way that i think i know my friends unless i receive something that was in clearly discreet packaging (laughs) <laughs> i think i mean i still wouldn't open it but i'd feel safe just you know i wouldn't i wouldn't feel uneasy just having it i would just let them know hey for whatever reason i got this piece of mail that's addressed to you it's a big box or a little envelope. so you wouldn't be nosy and look at it i wouldn't be nosy and look at it because again federal crime right <laughs> oh no it fell open oh, no. I, would I dropped it and it hit my scissors just perfectly <laughs> oh no <laughs> i'm a bad person no all right so wayne interrupts not with an opinion on the package but about the english specifically how the form of possessives form compounds something not right here not pertaining to whose package it was but just like the English language part of it. You guys keep saying your guises and our guises and them fellow bosses since. It mm-hmm. also chaps his ass when people use big words to sound smart. Daryl and Dan reply, butchering the vocabulary. As a... As a grammar <laughs> Nazi. How do you feel about it? This scene grinded on every single one of my nerves. <laughs> you guises. You guys is guys our fellows this is not even just that when Dan says I, I get what you're incinerating's at obviously he means what you're insinuating 
and oh man people that use the wrong words for things <laughs> make me so upset <laughs> i said there's two types of people in this world and there's a specific type of person losing their shirt up right now <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely correct and i was that person <laughs> i thought well i knew that you would be driven crazy by this but what is it that katie says irregardlessly espresso <laughs> and both of those made me want to jump on the hate katie train yeah overall katie didn't do much to improve her stance in this episode but she didn't make it worse either I she guess. didn't make it worse she just kind of added to the fact that people suck at talking <laughs> i didn't super disagree with wayne he doesn't like when people use big words that sound smart agreed fine and I get that. Mm -hmm. It comes off pretentious. But yeah. he also said, you know, use less to say more. And you and I always kind of get caught up on that because Josh is a singer-songwriter. And when we try to write together, <laughs> it's I always get on to him for being too wordy. Mm. I like to say more with less. But it's that's me also using Big words, probably. I don't know. Yeah, but you're also... The thing that kind of always gets on my nerves when we're co-writing a song together is you say, I don't like this, but then you don't offer a likable solution for yourself. You just you just say you don't like it, and then you're fine to just leave that information out there <laughs> because you just know what you don't like. <laughs> I am helpful, David. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not helpful, but sometimes could be more helpful just use less words <laughs> it's got very kevin from the office energy when he comes into that one episode and he says why use lot word when few word do trick yeah <laughs> that's kind of all i thought about with that scene when he said you don't need to use big words to sound smart say more with less had very kevin energy they return to conclude that the decision on what happens to the package is Daryl's and Dan's, not Wayne's and Katie's. And Wayne supports Dan's decision. Dan appreciates the supports. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done what Dan did, mm -hmm. and I expected the responses from the people who gave them. I would have expected that response from Katie and Derry, and I would have expected Wayne to support Dan. It's yeah. very in character for them. I agree. I feel like Derry is constantly trying to get on Katie's good side for whatever reason. Because he kind of always, when Katie has an opinion, he more often than not sides with her. And I think it's because she thinks he's so gross. <laughs> and he has to be around her all the time because he's friends with Wayne. So he's just... I think at their core, they're very similar people. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's part of what drives their... Buddy like heads. Yeah. They act a little bit more like the normal brother and sister that's grown up in the same household that's close in age, you would expect. They yeah. kinda get on each other's nerves more than than Wayne and Katie really do. Yeah, I agree. I'd agree with that. And then he ends this little snippet with Hey, have you ever seen the movie There's Something About Mary? Bet you didn't know they're making a Canadian version. Yeah, it's going to be called There's Something About Murray. <laughs> <laughs> and this is very reminiscent of the joke that Rosie told to Gail 
when they were fighting. That episode when they were apart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you ever see that movie Get Out? Did you know they're making a Canadian version called Get Out? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that implies then that, I mean, I guess, because I feel like we've not seen much of Rosie this season. Yeah. So, are we to just assume they're still together off that little joke right there? Because that's very Rosie humor. Well, I don't know. I was I, I wrote down, is Wayne rubbing off on Rosie or is Rosie rubbing off on Wayne? I think they're both rubbing off on each other, but I think, I mean, I feel like Wayne is not one to make weird, dumb jokes like that out of nowhere. I it feel is, like most of his humor is very, like, more pointed, and I, this kind of felt like a Rosie joke to me. So that's kind of, that was my thought. I was like, I wonder if they're still together and he's they've adapted each other's humor a little bit. I think so. She does make little silly jokes. Yeah. Like, hey, what's up with you over there, hands? <laughs> I loved that. What's your deal, hands? Do you have anything else for the cold open? Yeah, I just, the plural, zzzzzz. I kind of right away knew that that was going to become a running theme through this episode. <laughs> and you were already having a problem with it. And I was already it. having an issue with it. <laughs> All right, so I guess we will jump to the first scene. It's comedy night at Modine's 2. A touring stand-up, Gavin Crawford, which I did look him up. So he was an actual... Oh, wow. He was an actual comedian. Didn't From that. the big city is flopping badly. His jokes offend the audience and his attempts to fight back at hecklers backfire. The crowd begins to boo and he insults them and the town. Okay, thanks very much, Letter Kenny. This has been the exact opposite of fun. <laughs> I was going to ask if you knew who he was because when I... I immediately looked him up to see if they used an actual stand-up, which they did, but I found that weird because you're using a stand-up to literally not be good at stand-up. Yeah, I don't know who he is. I've never heard of Gavin Crawford. I assume he's a good, funny comedian because I feel like they wouldn't have reached out to him if he weren't a funny comedian. I will say this is one of my least favorite, I guess, tropes in TV and movies is when Mm -hmm. they have... A scene like this where a comedian is bombing or a, a singer is bombing and they kind of play it up and over-dramatize. They kind of like put all of the the kitchen sink of hecklerisms into one scene just to kind of get the point across that no one likes this comedian and the comedian's just flopping and the more he tries, the worse he is or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> and know. And more aggressive he is. Yeah. I feel like I think the fact that I'm already watching a TV show and I see someone acting like they're doing stand-up. I, just, I don't know. I feel like it just it doesn't it doesn't come across as more genuine. I love stand-up comedy, and I like to watch comedy specials all the time. I mm-hmm. listen to them all the time. But it's I don't know. I just ah, stuff like, seems like that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I guess. You got to. But I mean, I the point point received. I got it. They drove the point home that he's a comedian yeah <laughs> i just i remember looking him up and thinking so it's so strange you're using a stand-up comedian to do bad yeah. at stand-up comedy instead mm-hmm. of an actor right you know yeah but gavin crawford is a canadian comedian according to imdb he is a writer on the baroness von sketch show that was 2021 oh nice and that's all wrote down by him <laughs> I mean well there you go now we know who he's, he is he's, he's been in a lot of other stuff it looked like he had been in the biz since 98 oh wow so he's obviously pretty well known and I'm willing to bet that either Mark or Trevor knew him from Canadian comedy circles 
So Modine's two. The sign says Letter Kenny Comedy Night. It has little dragons or something next to it. I didn't notice the dragons. I was too busy being pissed off at the fact they used a three in the word comedy. That's such a small town thing to happen. Like they're, <laughs> like they're they've lost all their letters because sure people come and yes. take them. Or they bought a pack and it didn't have it enough only, E's. It only came with two E's. <laughs> and so they've used a three. <laughs> That's exactly. That pissed me off so much. <laughs> I uh, hated that so bad. Oh my gosh. So when Comedy Guy is up there, the whole crowd looks miserable. I mean, it's super packed. It looks like half of Letterkenny's there. And he's trying to do this whole thing where it's like, clap if... Da, 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 and they're just not into it. Yeah, Dan and Derry tried to get something going. But when he points out Bonnie and then immediately makes it vulgar and rude, it's like, yeah, that you should have known that was going to happen. Yeah, this is a small town. Everyone's known this chick since she was born. <laughs> I wrote, this is a guy who's about to get his ass beat. Agreed. <laughs> and I'd be the first in line because I love Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, damn it, leave Bonnie alone. I like comedy. I have grown to like it more since we've gotten married because you listen to it yes. and watch it a lot yes but i still never have and never will like this misogynistic chauvinistic crude humor oh i completely agree male or female either yeah. i just don't it's not my jam it's off-putting in either circumstance it's not funny if you're just being rude and then other rude people think that's cool that's not funny i don't know it just drives no, me I, crazy i completely agree could you imagine someone heckling your sister like this in front of you like that? I would end them. I'm not even a big dude. Both of my brothers would be way more apt to And you're to not do super so. overprotective of Delina, but... No, but that's my sister, Dana. I know, but <laughs> like... I'm, I was just like, yeah, McMurray, you're ridiculous all the time, but you totally have a point here. He has every platform. <laughs> I love that he called him a shirt up. Considiot. That was my. I was like, I've never heard Sidiot before. That was so funny. I wrote that down too. I love, I love City. <laughs> this guy cannot read the room. No. But he does have a point about McMurray shopping at Baby Gap. Okay, what's your problem, Tidy Whitey? Jesus, it's like Mr. Clean shopped at Baby Gap. I feel like dude only wears undershirts. <laughs> undershirts and Wranglers. That's all he wears. Small towns are just going to, they're going to protect their own. So I don't know what he was thinking. And the only part they get excited about is when Wayne tells them to get off the stage and everybody starts to clap. That's the most excited they get. Yeah, I had a thought mm -hmm. during this. So Gavin's character says, you give her more than just the tip. Tip her on her back and smash her. And then McMurray says, how about I smash you or something with a... How about I tip you on your back and smash you with a rebar? And then Mrs. McMurray also says, I'll smash you too, it's all I know. And I can't tell because it's Mrs. McMurray if she means that she'll beat him up or if she's trying to bang dude. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, that was immediately on my mind because I was like, is she defending Bonnie or trying to get laid? I think she was trying to be supportive of her husband, but she was drunk and she didn't understand what she was saying. <laughs> and then he gets mad and says you all try it yourself and everybody just kind of stops and looks at each other and that's when the inception of Letterkenny Talent Show begins they're like maybe we could <laughs> 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 alright so then we jump to the next scene at the gym Riley and Jonesy mock Tyson and Joint Boy's physiques offering them CrossFit training mm. they are now celebrity endorsers for the gym Tyson and JB are puzzled by the offer 
why would we get training from you? You look like our before pictures. Facts. Facts. Hard facts. (laughs) So what do you think about this little scene? I think it's a classic technique. If you've been to any gym ever, less so like the one that we go to, but more so the bigger i'm not going to name gyms because i don't want to throw shade at any gyms but we don't want to lose our endorsements we don't... <laughs> our, our fitness endorsements we don't want to lose our fitness endorsements <laughs> then we won't have any fitness endorphins boys uh, um but i feel like it's a classic new gym trainer technique of just negging people that are obviously at the gym because they have self-image issues or whatever and i kind of feel like that was what riley and jonesy were trying to do they were just kind of negging Tyson and Joint Boy to demotivate them so that they could get new clients and make money. What's up, boys? What's up, tank top? Yeah, looks like you guys could use a bit of a tune-up. Yeah, summer shape slip sliding away, boys. Yeah, letting ourselves go a little bit, eh? Getting ready for the SAG Awards? Yeah, you two are going to be the rosiest, posiest letter Kenny Irish ever seen, boys. Rosiest of the posies. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. We don't ever really see. Maybe that's part of what they do to make money on the off-season and stuff. I thought it was partially them trying to make themselves feel better and then partially them just kind of nagging them because they're all good friends. That's also true. My friends and I, we hate each other all the time. Yeah. I hate Dorian all the time. and He's massive. <laughs> I'm just like, you're a little yeah. small there, bud. You have a relationship with some of your friends that sometimes makes me uncomfortable <laughs> because I'm like... I don't like that you all are so mean, <laughs> but you don't mind it. Like that's no, just the way that you all ride or dies, dude. That's just the way y'all talk to each other. Yeah. So when Tyson and Joy and Boy come in, Riley and Jonesy are chirping at them, saying they need to step it up. Mm-hmm. And these guys are huge, massive. They're so big. But wouldn't so Tyson and Joy Boy are also the team tough guys? Yeah. So if they got annoyed with you at a certain point, would they not just fight you? Like, what are you yeah. doing? I can, yeah, I mean, I feel like physically I'm probably more on par with like Riley and Jonesy. I mean, I'm they're they're stronger than I am for sure, but <laughs> I feel like our builds are built the same. I would never I would never <laughs> I never. would never <laughs> talk sure to two people who looked like Vin Diesel at two different points in his career. <laughs> So you getting ready for the SAG Awards, bud? <laughs> <laughs> that one was my favorite. Was, I like the rosy palsy one. <laughs> the rosiest palsy is Perda. Perda. Uh, you get used some CrossFit. CrossFit is. You think they're just? I think Jared a little bit is making fun of this CrossFit fad because he kind of peppers those jokes in. Yeah, I think he for sure is. I got to agree with Jared though too. CrossFit is Perda. Insane. <laughs> Yeah, I think, well, I mean, like, it's terrifying. It's built to get you in shape quicker, I think, because it keeps your body guessing. Yeah, it keeps your body guessing, and every workout is a full body workout. Yeah. And cardio all at the same time. It's ridiculous. But if you keep, if you do it, and you do it consistently. Quite true. I've not seen anyone try CrossFit and not get results. Yeah. But also, CrossFit to me holds this mentality of get the weight up or die. <laughs> And I'm just not that committed, I don't think. It does seem to be a big old strain on your body. Yeah, I like to keep it cash with the gym. <laughs> Me and Jim are just friends. Friends. With benefits. With, and those benefits are a hydro massage table and a tanning bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I super sleuthed. 
Ooh. And I noticed a word on the back wall said basement. And I was like, okay. So that's probably part of the name of the gym. So I was like, basement, gym, Sudbury. And the shooting location for this is called the Basement Fitness in Sudbury. And if you pay $675, you can have an annual membership. <laughs> Your face. Jesus Christ. But that gets you training and you can get into all the classes. <laughs> you can get into all the classes. We're doing a new approach here and Godiva's just in the room with us. And she's currently sprawled out on the floor with just one leg straight up in the air. And it's very cute. For those of you who don't have the video feed access, coming soon to Patreon. Right. <laughs> it's not. But maybe. But maybe. We just need, like, one more webcam. So, they said they are not actually working there. They're just celebrity endorsers. So, right. I guess would that mean that they get all the perks and benefits of the gym available to them, and all they have to do is just promote it? In theory. <laughs> They're offering training to the two biggest dudes they know. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but these are the two silkiest studs in the league. Silky, silky mints, boys. They're number one. <laughs> Together. Together. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lift no cardio, which, I mean, we all know guys that do that. Yeah, and it is a quicker way to get bigger size. But if you're trying to keep a six pack, you need to do cardio. You got to burn fat to see your abs. <laughs> Sneeze. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with the gym. Mm. I mostly hate it. (laughs) I mostly hate it, and I love when I don't go. (laughs) (laughs) We are fun. (laughs) Oh, okay. I I couldn't figure out what my notes meant. (laughs) I said there's a slow die of chicken. (laughs) What that meant. Slow die of chicken. I meant the chicken squawk Mm. where they go. I I loved hated that. It was funny and then it went on like a second and a half too long. Yeah. And I I liked the slow putter die. <laughs> What's the matter, you chicken? And you're like, okay. Slow die of chicken. Do you think that Joint Boy and Tyson are the only two kind of normal people in Letterkenny? And they're just as confused? I think so. I think the most normal people in Letterkenny are Tyson, Joint Boy, and Katie. Are the most normal people in Letterkenny. Maybe Seth, actually. Seth, Yeah, but Seth is just kind of tangentially in the show. He's just not really... He's there when we need it. He's ancillary. Yeah. He's the ancillary character. And I put, they're offering these people this training, and they're doing, they're just sitting there stretching. Like, that's all they're doing. And stretching's important, Stretching's you important. Guys. You don't want to pull muscles. But also, uh, you need to work out. Did you notice, I believe it's this scene. There's a dude in the background, trainer in the background, and he's spotting this girl who's doing squats. Mm-hmm. And in one scene, he's, like, showing her how to do the squat. And then it cuts back again, and then he's support he's spotting her doing the spot doing the squats. And then it cuts back to Tyson and Joint Boy. And when it cuts back to Jonesy and Riley, she hands the trainer a towel and he starts dabbing his face. <laughs> 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 and it was the most Maybe 
It was the weirdest. I was like, what did he do? He just showed her how to do it and then spotted her. Maybe he was really nervous about if she was going to get it. Maybe. I just thought that was really funny. I was like, why would she hand him the towel? <laughs> and then the last note I have for this scene is just don't talk to me at the gym. Like, if I'm yeah. at the gym, I already don't want to be there. Don't mm-hmm. extend the amount of time I have to be there by talking to you. Yeah, there's a difference between a flat bench and a park bench. Have your conversations <laughs> at the ladder. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Yeah, not for that scene. Okay. All right, so at the farm, McMurray and Mrs. McMurray approached the Hicks to propose that the townsfolk put their own talent show on, advertised via Facebook, and hosted by Jim Dickens. Katie and Wayne agreed to be judges. Dan throws in his hat to do stand-up. Daryl is coaxed into participating when a prize of a $100 bar tab at Mo Dean's is offered, but he regrets it. The others encourage him, pointing out that he has a fine line dancing lineage <laughs> and his aunt Doreen made it to sectionals. <laughs> so, I'm just 100 percent convinced at this point that Mrs. McMurray is always Jordan. Yes, I was going to ask this my first question. What do you think about the McMurrays? Because we know Amber's opinion. I think it's a love hate. I think separately, I think I enjoy them a little more. But when they're together, it's just disturbing to watch. If that it, makes sense. It's it's a little on the border of crude sometimes. Yeah, and even when McMurray is by himself with the guys, he's still super crude. Yeah. And we'll get into that later episodes. But I think I feel like Mrs. McMurray I feel like they're both super crude, but Mrs. McMurray is less so Alone. Publicly about it, whereas McMurray is just I mean he's a piece of shit. So what would you expect? Yeah. <laughs> but he I don't know. I feel like He's more unashamed and non-secretive about his sexcapades when he's by himself. I feel like Mrs. McMurray is less so and therefore more bearable. I think my like of her is growing just because there's little things that she does. Like, she could barely say her words when (laughs) it was her turn to talk in this scene. Yeah. And that little bit just really made me chuckle. I was like, oh, no. Oh, she's... And the sun is still out bright, so it's probably like noon at this point. I think it's morning. I think it's... Like the next day. Yeah. Well, that's true, yeah, because we don't see... The next thing we see after the comedy night or whatever is Riley and Jonesy at the gym. Yeah. So we could assume it's probably 10, 11 o'clock. And I think Riley and Jonesy just post up at the gym for hours. Not necessarily doing things. Just being there. They're there. Yeah. I mean, it's where all the snipes go <laughs> in Letterkenny. <laughs> what did you think of this To Be Fair harmony? It was cool. I would have liked, as the music person, <laughs> I'm going to get real douchey here. I would have liked more notes because Katie does the To Be Fair and then Derry does the same thing but an octave lower and then... K. Trev is the only one that adds an actual harmony, which is the upper third, and then Wayne rounds it all off with the I thought back he was to the bassy one again. And was he not low enough to? I don't know. I don't know what harmonizing means. <laughs> <laughs> so harmonizing, they're singing in unison, which is what Katie and Derry and Wayne were all doing. They were all singing the same note. Katie was singing it in her register, so she was to be there, and then Derry was. To be fair. And then Wayne was, to be fair. Like, they were all the same note. Okay. The different note was 
Trevor. Dan, yeah. And he's saying the upper third. Harmonizing is just building a chord with your voice. So instead of saying, singing all the one note, you sing the upper third and the upper fifth. So it's da-da-da. We'll use that one. <laughs> so like all that together, which I'm going to try to do in post, da, that's a chord. And it sounds like a one three five chord wow. on the piano. I didn't understand any of that. I know. We probably won't have any of that. I'll Thank probably cut all you. that out. <laughs> I'm going to cut all that out. No, you don't have to. No, I'm going to. Don't you do it. I'm going <laughs> to reference it later so you can't. <laughs> sounds like tough sledding to me. It's all I know. <laughs> yeah, stand-up sounds difficult. So McMurray did his best with his little joke. Oh, that's right. It was they so do the bad. jokes. It was awful. But Dan's so positive. <laughs> Dan, hey, points for test driving it there, bud. He's such a nice guy. He is a nice guy. Who would be in your talent show? Did you all have talent shows at school? Yes. We did too. Do, who, do you remember, like, was it mostly just singing or what? It was mostly singing. There were a couple interpretive dances. I did... Interpretive dancing? I did... I, <laughs> While I, singing? I ache danced. <laughs> <laughs> You were probably always in a talent show. I was in it my sophomore year and my senior year. Oh, wow. What mm -hmm. happened junior year? Cold feet? Oh, no. I was in a junior year, too. Okay. It was in a different location, yeah. Because sophomore year, sophomore year it was in the middle school auditorium, and then junior and senior year it was in the high school cafeteria. Because no one comes to talent shows at high schools. We did, but just to get out of class. Oh, ours were at nighttime. Oh. Ours were after ours school. Ours were during the day. That sounds awful. Why? See, either that or calculus class. <laughs> you got to dumb that down. Yeah. <laughs> I understood most of the words in See that. See, either sentence. that or the reading, Tom. There you go. <laughs> See, that or math with numbers. Katie still just kind of rode me the wrong way. She's, I can't even remember what she did in this scene. She's born to judge. Born to judge, bud. Get over yourself, Katie. I don't know. I just rolled my eyes. And I was like, fine. Well, they both are, though. Get over yourself. I don't yeah, know. I kind of agree with that, too. But at the same time, I've never known either of them in the show to not speak their mind they have always been super judgy so okay i wrote down meta humor for dan he then breaks, he breaks the... the fourth wall here yes he looks straight at the camera will you be needing a joke smith for this esteems affair because i've always wanted to try my hands at stands up comedy i've often wondered how those courageous souls makes it work salt of the earth people stand up comedians for the most part and that's that was the meta humor here there's more meta humor later mm-hmm $100 bar tab. You and I have flown through a $100 bar tab before. On accident. Yeah. But also on purpose sometimes. Yeah. Recently, most recently was on purpose. Universal. We, but we didn't mean to fly so high. No, we, did, but we, we also... didn't know how high we could fly. <laughs> <laughs> we Icarus and flew too close to the sun. Uh, because we had... <laughs> We had already eaten dinner yes. and already had a couple drinks there. And then we went specifically just to go have some drinks at the karaoke bar. And, and that's when we flew way too high. That's when we flew too close to the sun. It was a fun night. And if you follow my Instagram, I'm sure you've seen the video. But yeah, we those drinks were so expensive. Yeah, it was two of us, just alcohol. And it was over $150. For like four drinks a it piece. That's have, eight drinks. Hang on. It might have No, been. it was four, six, like maybe six drinks total. Math. 
They just never asked us if we wanted top shelf or well. I don't think it was even that. I just think the drinks are just expensive because it's un- universal. Yeah. It's probably, oh, probably. Probably about twenty dollars a drink. Uh, probably. <laughs> However much a souvenir cup is. Here, I didn't know at the time because they hadn't got into it. So I was like, I wonder what Dairy's good at. <laughs> yeah, same. Because they hadn't gotten into his line dancing lineage. I also had put down. So Mrs. McMurray, obviously plastered, is mm-hmm. kind of flirting with Dairy. When she's asking if he's got any talents he wants to share with the yeah. class. And then he said, ah, yeah, but half of me kind of doesn't want, like, I'm kind of, I'm half terrified to do that. And she goes, well, that means you're half excited <laughs> or whatever. And I feel like he was more put off by her drunken flirtiness than the actual prospect of him performing in the talent show. I don't know. That was kind of the vibe I got from Derry. Possibly. Also in this scene, he's sporting a little bit more of a neck beard. Oh, yeah. Josh did point out here. He has... <laughs> almost a little bit of a beard almost a beard yeah it's almost full chin it's basically a chin strap that continues into the neck yeah he has nothing except that little these like upper points on the sides of his chin yeah whiskers but it's but there's something there there's something there so by god he can grow a beard (laughs) he was right yeah something So then Dan returns to the produce stand and tries out some of his material. He makes very ordinary observations about life, but the Hicks approve. Yes. But they don't really approve. They're like... They just kind of agree that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Katie well, even says, yeah, that happens sometimes. I guess. <laughs> I guess. This is also here. It's the... They have two produce stand scenes kind of back to back. Yeah. Where... Dan's gone at first, and then he comes back. But this is the scene where we find out that Derry is line dancing. Yes. And I said, I am intrigued. It's kind of like scene 4B. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're still at the produce den. No finer liners in Letterkenny. In Letterkenny. <laughs> and I put down, does line dancing have competitions? And then I immediately researched it. So Of course they do. <laughs> Yes, the WCWDC, United Country Western Dance Council, is over that. They have competitions for country western dance and line dancing. Wow. You can find that at WCWDC.org, <laughs> not .com. .org. And then Aunt Doreen apparently kicked ass until her bum leg kicked in. I hate that he says... Stick <laughs> to describe her bum leg. It made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. What would you call it? A bum leg. Oh, I or guess. a bad leg. She had burger's disease. They made a whole burger describing this disease. Yes. That's really all I could think of. And I'd eat that burger because there's no tomatoes on it. Burger's disease. Was it burgers? Yes. Burgers. Didn't you get treated at the Mayo Clinic? Yes. She got her burgers treated with mayo. Did she do that to catch up to the competition? Did she catch up? Yes. And despite her burgers, she never beefed with anyone. She relished the challenge. That was a challenge that she relished. Mustered up the courage. She worked her buns off. She worked the buns off her burgers. No cheesy moves. Let us all be inspired by her. She let us. No hot dogging. Just burgers. So, according to... CDC.gov slash diseases slash burgers disease. <laughs> burgers disease is often caused by 
smoking. It affects the blood vessels in the body, most commonly arms and legs. Hmm. They swell and prevent blood flow, and they create clotting. Often it is painful, causes tissue damage, and sometimes even gangrene, which is just the decay of body tissue. It's under a page called smoking and Burgers disease, so that I would imagine that's the biggest the cause. Two, yeah, they go hand in hand. And you can get your Burgers disease treated at the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> the Mayo Clinic has vascular specialists, so wow. Know, there you go. How about that? I feel like that's just coincidental. I don't think they looked that up at all. No, I think they just because Mayo goes on a burger sometimes. Exactly. They just wanted that wordplay. Yeah, and they. Nailed it with the wordplay, in my opinion. I don't always love this kind of wordplay. It's silly. It's fun. And I, it's something that we would do with our friends if we yeah. were all hanging around. We would just keep it going and keep it going. So I, I, I think it's fun in that sense. Yeah. But also, I will say I had I have to say this just because I edit the podcast. When you and Amber were both talking about how, like, I don't really care for the wordplay, when they were doing, like, the puns with the moist and clammy and snatch and all that in last episode, the me and a few members of the of the church band, we have, like, a running text thread where we just say, you know, something into anything. <laughs> and it's just a game of punny wordplay like that. So I am, I think that's another big draw for me with the show is they always do that kind of stuff. And I just super appreciated it. And I was really kind of bummed out that neither of you seemed to really go for it. But whatever. <laughs> it's not for everybody, I guess. Everybody's got to each their own. But I just was real sad that <laughs> neither of you super loved the wordplay. Oh, I felt bad because Derry is all nervous. And he just says, you know, I wish I had your all's confidence. Or Fred Astaire's. <laughs> made me feel bad for him. Didn't make me feel bad for Derry as well. He gets down on himself a lot in this show, I feel like. In season three, he was, he, you know, he was talking about how I'm, I'm not good looking enough to just get by on my good looks. Yeah. So I have to try to come up with like creative ways to get girls to think I'm interesting. <laughs> and in this one, he's just, I don't have really, really any talents or like I do, I guess, but I don't think I'm very good at it. It's just, yeah, he's very down on himself all the time. Derek, give yourself some more confidence, bud. Believe in yourself a little more. You were cute last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you were super hot last episode. I guess you can't do a talent show and slow-mo fight, but that's one thing you're good at. He is good at slow-mo fighting. <laughs> How funny would that be? <laughs> anyway, so it sounds like Dan was at Gaylor's, and he has a list of observational humor he was wanting to try out on on Wayne and Katie. I mean, they're positive about it. This is when he asks everybody who their favorite comedian is, and they get meta again. Yes. Because Wayne says, Mark Forward. Mark Forward's his favorite comedian. He is one of our favorite ones, too. He's I, hilarious. He's so fun. It, yeah. But it, for, for you all who don't know, Mark Forward is coach, and then Katie likes Dave Chappelle, and Derry likes Stephen Wright, which I don't know. Do you know Stephen Wright? Yes, and it makes complete sense. All of Stephen Wright's jokes are also very observational. But they're also kind of tongue-in-cheek. But they're super just right over the plate. You don't have to think about them. There's no intelligence. There's intelligence the way he does the humor. And Stephen Wright's a very smart guy. But all of his jokes are just very monotoned. One of my favorite jokes of his is, uh, I went to see a drive-in movie in a cab. The fare was $900. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just, just right over the plate. There's no thinking about it. There's 
no secret buttons. It's just looks you right in the eye when he shakes your hand kind of jokes. And that's I feel like that's right on par for Derry. So would you consider K-Trev, his humor, observational? He's humor? a storyteller. Storyteller? Yeah. Okay. He's, yeah, I guess so, because he, he talks about mass. He talks about mass. He talks about when he set his kitchen on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so... He's very his delivery is fantastic. He's also a great comedian. If you guys haven't listened to his stand up, do it. Oh, it's so good. He's so funny. Did you ever notice when you go to the gas station and there's a lineup, you always pick which vehicles to wait behind and, and the other fellas, what you didn't get behind, is always done first. Always happens every time. Kinda makes a fellow wonder. Donut. I'm wondering who they're poking fun at here. I think there is a very underlined point that they're making. How do some of these comedians make it when they're just, they're making very straightforward observations and they're adding like a kitschy twist. Yes. Who do you think they're, they're pointing fingers at? We can beep it out. I don't know. It has very Jeff Foxworthy vibes. He's a, he's a pretty observational comedian. I would say a little bit more, What's his face? Bill Ingvall. No. Or Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy is a whole shtick. He, yeah. Dude's got his doctorate. He's a smart guy. Does he know? <laughs> yes. Larry the Cable Guy, no. But the person that plays Larry the Cable like, Guy, Larry the Cable Guy himself is a character. I know, but I don't know if that guy does either or not. He for sure does. Let's Google it right now. Live. On air. Just type with both hands. It's so much faster. I like to draw it out for suspense. Two thousand six, Larry the Cable Guy received his PhD in anthropology from the University of Arkansas. That's kinda cool. I told you. <laughs> we just took a whole time for you to prove me wrong. But when I edit it, it's gonna sound like it took me twenty seconds. Jonesy and Riley, meanwhile, are still at the gym working on their gym selfies for Instagram. Of course. No ifs, ands, or guts about it. <laughs> they're in front of them, acting like they're about to start coaching them. And they just start a stretch of stretching your arm high. Reach high up into the sky. And they say, it is cardio day, boys. And Fuck, fuck cardio. cardio. God damn I hate cardio so much. All you got to do is reach your arm higher than Ariana Grande doing a Mariah Carey cover. <laughs> <laughs> Picks or gym time didn't happen. You got to provide people with the proof you're pushing pounds. You do that sometimes, though. Sometimes. Depending on who you work out with. Mostly with Yeah. Because he's just, he's that He documents guy. everything. He documents everything. His entire life is probably dog. He probably was born holding a camera. This is the point where I was like, Tyson is full tatted up. Fully tatted up. Everywhere but on that one arm. And his face. And his face. Because his whole, he's got a sleeve, and then both of his legs are full tatted. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. That's commitment. I've never wanted leg tattoos. I want more tattoos. I'd like to have a full sleeve on both arms. I've never wanted leg tattoos. I don't know why. I just feel like I couldn't pull them off. He wears them well. He wears them very well. I feel like you have to have a certain physique to pull off a leg tattoo. And my last note is 
the girl who goes over to Tyson, the one that ends up in front of him. In the black? Yes. Okay. That's his wife. Aw. Isn't that cute? That's super cute. I mean, they're see, a gorgeous couple. Do you see the look he gave her? Then, yeah. Because like, that made it so much cuter. He yeah. just kind of gives her like, a little aubrey. She's like, oh my god, we're on camera together. Yeah. And she <laughs> is, I think what they they call a featured extra, I think is what it's called. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. didn't know there was a difference. Extra, obviously, is just you're around, but a featured extra, you might get like, a couple lines. And, that makes sense. And like a focus. That makes sense. So. Did you see the background sign? What background sign? The chalkboard. No. Okay. I sleuthed. <laughs> I did a Megan. I sleuthed. Okay. The background sign says Letterkenny Dynamic Dozen Workout. Oh, cool. Five sets of bench press, five sets of crunches, five sets of calf raises, and get your eight cups, which is eight cups of water a day. Yeah. However, five plus five plus five <laughs> equals 15, not 12, which is a dozen. <laughs> I thought that was really humorous. Maybe Riley and Jonesy did the math on that. I'm sure they did, or somebody like Riley and Jonesy. I just thought that was really funny. I said, is anyone actually doing anything here? Of the main characters, no. I mean... Tyson and Joy Boy are holding ropes. Yeah, they were never... Well, I guess you can't because the audio would be terrible. It'd be awful. You can't even pantomime that. There's no way. It was like they were getting ready to almost do something. They were either going to have to pantomime doing the ropes or they were going to have to go in later and ADR that entire dialogue. And that's just money that no one wants to spend. So, I guess they're just kind of talking about... We're gonna, we're gonna. We're gonna. The rope be so good. <laughs> to move these ropes so freaking hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so that's it for the little gym scene. I think it was funny that these girls kind of checked Riley and Jonesy's egos, egos a little yeah. bit because they were for sure thinking that these girls wanted to get training from them, and they were like, "No, we're not talking to you." <laughs> Yeah, but also at the same time, they have to know that any training session that starts with Riley and Jonesy is going to end up in someone's bedroom, because that's got to be their end goal. Because, again, they're just celebrity endorsers. They're not actual trainers. <laughs> they're literally just there to be there. And they have not done anything since they've been there. Nope. That's it for the gym. Then we jump back to Jim Dickens welcoming everybody to Letterkenny Talent Show at Modine's, but... He keeps slipping into his auctioneering as he counts people in the audience and banters with Katie and Wayne. I need Jim Dickens to have more of a personality on this show. I do, too. It's like they only want him to be the auctioneer, and he just has to live, eat, breathe, and sleep the auctioneer lifestyle. There was little tiny bits, and we'll get to them later on here, that made me chuckle that he did, but... I do want more for his personality. I get that he's almost more of like a featured extra also. I mean, he's technically in part of the community, but it, I don't know. I need more from you, Jim. It's not your fault. I just need more from you. Yeah. Jared, Jacob. (laughs) Give him more. Give him more. Give him more to do, please. Gail is the first act. She's going to perform a monologue from Gladiator. Rather, Glad He Ate Her, (laughs) the pornographic film. Grunting and thrusting with the words, Wayne buzzes to stop the act, but Katie applauds as it's bang on, even better than the movie. She was mouthing the words when Gail was saying yes. them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate this. There's a little bit of Gail and Katie. She's just not yeah, that extreme. I agree with that. 
I feel like Katie is kind of a kitchen sink personality with a lot of people from Letterkenny. She kind of has a little bit of everybody's personalities in her personality. Hopping over to my notes for this scene. Mm-hmm. I was very meh when I saw Jim Dickens, but I did love his shirt. He had a yes. very country cowboy western. He had little roses on each side. He had a of his very shirt. rodeo shirt. I loved it. Yeah. And I did love his theme song. <laughs> Welcome, Letterkenny, to the first ever Letterkenny talent show. Round of applause. How many people are we looking at here? We got 20 little people over here. We're looking at 25, 25 little people looking over here. Looking at 25. We got 30 little people over here. Doop, 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 theme song. <laughs> That's better than ours. That's the best theme song I've ever heard. So. I'm definitely plugging it. <laughs> this is very Canada's Got Talent. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about it? As far as Gail's thing goes, no. I think it's funny. I think it says a lot that Katie was mouthing the words with Gail because that means that it's probably in her top five adult films that she's watched to know that monologue. I guess, yeah. At the same time, it's just, ah, oh, man, Gail's just being Gail and she's being all serpenty and squiggly. I said, how <laughs> uncomfortable am I? Oh, so uncomfortable. Lingus, you barbarian. Let your Italian hands roam all over my body. But you have to give it up for Lisa Codrington. I think that's her last yes. name. Man. What a performance. Yes. Every and, time she's on screen. And according, I think it was Jared that said once in an interview that she almost never breaks. That she's yeah. just constantly on it. And they all are the ones that are the problem when she has her scenes. They can't hold it together. Right. I feel like one or two times I've ever seen on blooper reels of Gail breaking character, they're just always, whoa, she broke. Like They're more impressed than even the slightest bit annoyed. Wayne buzzed her out, but then my thought right towards the end of that scene was, how's Gail going to win $100 at her own bar? Oh, I never even thought about that. So she's just doing this for fun. She's just literally up there because it's her bar, probably. She's been wanting... To monologue this porno in front of people. And it's her it's her shot. It's her opportunity. And that's all I have for Gail's little bit. Same. Just super uncomfortable. Overall. Then Coach appears next. He's yes. dedicating his ukulele act to his late wife, Barb. Barb. After the first two lines, however, someone coughs and he stops and starts over. Someone sneezes. And the coach loses his temper. He smashes his ukulele and screams at the audience. Sneezes Christ out of Sneezer Scrooge! What, somebody got a life-threatening to sneeze out there? Huh? We finally got some class up here after Gail's little strip sneeze, and then now look what happens! Look at it! God, am I speaking can't to sneeze up here? Do I need to get down on my sneeze and beg? Huh? You take that garbage over sneeze and order yourself some jive sneeze cuisine before I go Hercules sneeze up your asshole! Carpe diem! Sneeze the day! I love this. This is on par with the Oreo rant for me. It's great. It's great. And it's coached. Of course he's going to do a great job. And Mark Ford is so great at the outbursts mm-hmm. i know you guys have talked about this a lot on the show but i've never gotten to so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna talk <laughs> you're gonna about fangirl it. about it i'm gonna fangirl about him mark forward is freaking hilarious and the intensity with which the outburst happens the fact that he just completely obliterates that ukulele well at the very beginning of the scene before i'd watched it all the way through the very first thing i thought was 
That ukulele is really thin. It's like a box. It's a, it's for sure like a first act or just like some kind of really cheaply made yeah. equivalent of a ukulele. I don't know the first act. Like a ukuleles. learning uke Yeah. This that's is a, just literally a box of strings on it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one step up from the Kleenex box guitars <laughs> that we used to make in elementary school. <laughs> Uh, and then he spits inside, which grossed me out. He spits his gum out. Okay. That's what he was doing. Okay. That's still inside. It's still gross. I'm not saying it's not gross. He does, but he, I'm saying he doesn't just spit. He just spits his gum out. It's not just inside in a restaurant in Letterkenny, but it's also inside on the stage within the scene. Yeah. I will say, though, as someone who plays a lot of bars, I feel like a lot of the activity that goes on on bar stages with cover bands and stuff up there, I mean, I've come into I've come into gigs before or the night before, like somebody's thrown up on stage or spilled their drink or there's broken glass on the stage. I've, I've seen chewed up pieces of gum Gross. on the stage before. Yeah, musicians are animals. <laughs> as a musician. Mark... His style of comedy is very erratic, and so this is almost like a set for him, really in my is. opinion. It really is. Also, fun note, the uh, the song he plays is called The Deeper... Yeah, The Deeper the Love by Whitesnake. But because this is so similar to his stand-up, in my heart, I'd like to think this is ad-libbed. I know it's probably not, but could you imagine just being the audience... And letting him go up there and say, just do whatever you want to do. Yeah, just be Mark. Just be Mark being coach. But the only argument against that is that there's no way that the audience could have held it together. That's true. If they didn't know what was coming. That's true. Because I would have died laughing. I would have, it would have taken 30 takes for me to get through a coach rant. Even knowing what's coming, I think it would be difficult. I think knowing what's coming would make it harder for me. So, man coughing sets him off. Is it a cough or is it a sneeze? It sounds like a cough both times. It sounds like a cough both times, in my opinion. I know. I agree completely. And then he starts going on the sneeze rant. And I guess it's because more you can put sneeze into more words than cough. But I don't know. I feel like they were both coughs. Yeah. That's my one gripe about Coach's act, is that it felt like they were both. But he goes off about a sneeze. But he goes off about a sneeze. Uh-huh. Sneeze it. <laughs> <Sneezes>. As a sneezer. <laughs> Did you see my favorite part, Wayne? It's the one other than Dan and Derry. Mm-hmm. Coach is the other, the only other person that Wayne does not buzz. He looked over at Katie while he's doing his rant, and he asks, he kind of like, Panamai's like, should I? And then and they're both goes, like, no. no. <laughs> he's like, let's just let it play out. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> he says he's up there trying to class this place up after Gail's strip <laughs> sneeze. <laughs> Oh, I love Coach. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten, for sure. Maybe even ten out of ten. Derry's eating his feelings. He's eating his feelings, and after Gail gets buzzed, he tries to go and take a drink of his beer, and he closes his mouth before the beer bottle hits his mouth, and then he realizes it and freaks out and just starts chugging the beer again. Oh, I thought that was really funny. He kind of fish-mouthed the, the beer bottle. I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, then after Coach, he's just kind of munching on... Almonds or peanuts, I, I think guess? it's beer nuts. Beer nuts, okay. That are on the bar, which you should never eat, because they're all disgusting. Because they're all disgusting, because they've had patrons' hands all up in them. Do you ever get nervous anymore? 
I think the most nervous I've been recently was the very first Josh Cottrell band show because it was the first time that I was leading the band, that I was fronting the band. And yeah, I don't know. Because I've fronted several bands before, but this was solely, you know, just my, this is like my cover show with my name on it. And there's now three other people on stage that I have to make sure don't suck. So I don't know. I was super nervous until we started and then it kind of, it felt natural again. But yes, that's the most nervous I've gotten in the seven years I've been doing music. Nice. Yeah, I don't really get super nervous anymore. You don't You don't get dairy nervous? No, I don't get dairy nervous anymore, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say no, I don't. I've never eaten or drank my feelings to hide anxiety or nervousness. Do you have anything else on that scene? I just love Coach. I do too. I love the, <laughs> he said, it. yeah, bring it. He had him sit oh, yes. a trash can on the stage so he could kick it. Yes! Fucking embarrassing! Again, yes. 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. And that kick was flawless. He punted that. Just <laughs> and then we get Glenn. Glenn is performing next, not with the Salty Treats, but a new group called My Tattered Journal. Yes. A Christian post-alt-rock emo <laughs> super band. He sings of wanting to be close to Christ and to Wayne and to be touched by both. Wayne buzzes to stop the act. So what makes something post-alt-rock? Post-alt-rock? I don't know. I guess it's kind of in the vein of bands like The National or Negative Zero. It's slow-paced, really open music, and just kind of like droning vocals. I think that's what makes it. I think that's what makes it post, is just kind of the droning vocal but i will say my tender journal freaking slaps i was about to ask you how you felt i dug it so much you are such an emo kid i really am but i liked it it was way better than i want you to praise him i disagree i need you to praise him strongly <laughs> <laughs> but is it more hardcore than dollar store standoff i don't know dollar store standoff i cannot wait for your debut album i think it's going to be just the bee's knees coming 2022 <laughs> <laughs> i don't hate this look on glenn i don't either i'm not a huge fan of the white lipstick That's a but lot. i will say i appreciate that i don't know if it was a wig or if he actually dyed his hair black for that act i think it was just a really really product thick which darkened your hair right yeah i couldn't tell but it was i mean it the darker hair worked on him I said, Josh, to wear this at his next show. No, I can't. It's a Black Parade-esque little get-up they're all wearing, like the black marching band suits with the white cross pattern or whatever. I said, I'm going to talk to Aaron. <laughs> Aaron would for sure not do it. I can almost 100% guarantee you. Unless I say, hey, we're going to do an emo night for the next Josh Cottrell band show. Oh, it'd be so fun. It but red, be. maybe. Instead of black? What if they all wore red and I wore black? I look so much better in black. True. I do not like myself in red. Okay. He wants to be close to Christ and, and close wine. to Wayne. 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 Oh, I both loved it and was so uncomfortable <laughs> the whole time. I loved every... I loved how uncomfortable I was this I whole time. I loved every second of my Tattered Journal's 
upset, and I'm upset with Wayne for buzzing them. I said blasting some more fame here. Yeah, gotta say, why... He's like, make it to the competition between Christ and Wayne. Who will touch me first? (laughs) 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 It was just so good. Jacob Tierney probably gets things in his head, and then he's like, all right, gonna write this in? Y'all just be prepared. I think so. He's got to. I feel like Jacob Tierney is a creative genius. I feel like both he and Jared are, but I love Jacob's artistry. Yes. I think they're both great writers, and I love what Jared's created with Wayne, but the fact that Jacob is so much more extreme in his acting, mm-hmm. because Glenn is such a... Over-the-top over character. Over-the-top character, yeah. And and he commits. He commits so hard. Yeah, I would say Jacob and Lisa both probably commit the most to their roles, and they just knock it out of the park. And Mark does great, but he's almost just playing himself sometimes. Yeah, I, I would agree with that take. I just made a note here about talent shows, and I'd already asked you about talent shows, but yes. I just remembered this, that when we had them, I remember there was a group of guys, I don't think any of them listened to this podcast, but I, I went it. to school with, and they did this lip sync dance performance to brush your shoulders off. Oh, no. It was so fun. Oh, no. And there was a lot of gymnastics type jumping around. And at one point, one of them pulled out a deck of cards and flipped them out at the audience. <laughs> wow. It was so fun. <laughs> it was it was impressive for middle schoolers. Okay, they did a good job. Oh, this was middle school. This was middle school. This was 7th or 8th grade. I don't remember which oh, one. Oh, wow. You know who you are. I'm not going to call you out, but... We didn't have middle school talent shows. Well, I mean, we were just that talented. We I guess so. Couldn't hold it back. <laughs> couldn't hold it back. Could not hold back the brush your shoulders <laughs> off performances. Could not hold back the Jay-Z song. And I'm assuming that was the radio edit. <laughs> oh, of course. I'm, I'm 100% positive without even knowing who these people are that it was the radio edit. I said that touched my spirit. That was... <laughs> Spirit's getting touched tonight, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> no win for Glenn, unfortunately. No. no win for Glenn. Although I probably would have given it to him. That I was, honestly would have. That was commitment. Even with the lyrical content, had I been Wayne, I would have been more flattered than disgusted. But, I don't know. I would have given him a shot. I wouldn't have buzzed him. <laughs> and then, <laughs> we get to the skids. Yes. Skids perform next with Stuart wailing into the microphone and the others dancing manically around him to an electronic beat. Yes. After a few seconds of this, Wayne buzzes to stop, asking what the actual Furda. (laughs) (laughs) Stuart replies that it's scream therapy juxtaposed against self-expression from the streets. A new genre of dance that they call ache dancing. Yes. Before they begin their second set, Wayne buzzes repeatedly. I'm going to plug my favorite scream of Stuart. <laughs> it's the scream that didn't grow up. <laughs> it's the scream that lost confidence the second it came out. <laughs> I said, this is just live TikTok. Is that what you think TikTok is? 
I have yet to see one TikTok. Well, that's not true. But the vast majority is mostly not that. Just made up dancing. Oh, yeah, that part. I'm yeah. not talking about the screaming. <laughs> like, I've, I've, not seen, I've seen very few manic scream TikToks. But that just could be my For You page. I put down, rolled might still be possessed. <laughs> when they got buzzed the first time, did you see Rolled's spin bow move he did? Yes. <laughs> that was so great. Katie's face is so upset. She's like, oh no. People know that I dated that. <laughs> that was my thoughts exactly. I was like, oh, poor Katie. Because she's just got to sit there in that. And then Wayne's just... What the actual fuck was that, Stuart? The new genre of dance... Saudi, Samoan, Estonian, Scandinavian, Istanbulan, Sri Lankan, Swiss, Saharan, South State, Sub, Underground, Eight Dancing. The fact that you took the time to write all of that down. I was wondering if you're going to. Like, I've watched this, I watched this episode like nine times, and I was wondering, I bet Megan's going to write <laughs> that down. She's going to pause after every single one of those words, or just pause it with the subtitles on. Well, you win. Yeah. Because <laughs> I did. That's impressive, though. And you delivered it flawlessly. I think I always egg dance. <laughs> As your husband, I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> um, and I don't really have anything else. I don't either. I, I didn't absolutely hate the egg dancing performance, but it definitely... It made an impression. It made an impression, but it still loses to my tattered journal. <laughs> You are just in your feelings. I'm always in my feelings. With Glenn. I'm just a sad boy. And then we have McMurray and Mrs. McMurray dressed as Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. Then take the stage. Santa scolds Mrs. Claus sexually as having been a naughty girl who needs a bare bum spanking. Does he say that? Yes. Oh. Yes, he does. Wayne buzzes them to stop saying he's doing them a favor before they had to get those costumes dry clean. And Mrs. McMurray replies that they will still need to get them dry cleaned. I thought Mr. McMurray said that. He did. Is there know. a typo in the notes? Yeah. Mm. There's a typo on the page. So Mr. McMurray replies that they will still need to get them dry cleaned anyway, and no one wants to hear that. No, no one wants to hear that. I didn't even write any notes for this part, for this portion, because I'm all for being sexually open with your partner but not publicly sexually open <laughs> the amount with which they talk and discuss publicly about their sex life makes me think that they're not having <laughs> sex <laughs> they're just trying to reassure everyone <laughs> they are i don't know that's just where it went i just ah, i don't know man it just made me super uncomfortable they're overcompensating like yeah they're overcompensating Amber would have hated this for several reasons, but mostly because of the baby talk. Uh-uh. Am I in trouble, Santa? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. Everyone's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think looking back, I wrote down, they never even wanted a talent show. They just wanted to play out this fetishy crap in front of people. Yeah. What I said earlier is either true or... The McMurrays are exhibitionists, yes. and they're trying to get a foot in that door somehow. <laughs> they wanted an audience. And it's gross. Get it off the stage. They were right to buzz the McMurrays. I stand <laughs> by <laughs> Wayne's decision. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I have for that. Then we actually do jump back to the gym. I forgot we go back, but... Oh, yeah. 
this is when the two gym babes approach Riley and Jonesy. They, I, I think I got them mixed up with the last scene that they had ended up with Joint Boy and Tyson. But this is the one where they come up to Riley and Jonesy. They ask for training. It's been their cardio day. But the hockey players have no interest. Verda. Cardio. The hockey players advise them on positioning the phone at the right angle to make their eyes pop and their eyebrow game look on point. The women are not interested in training for gym Instagram, however, on CrossFit. So they go over to Tyson and Joint Boy. Nevertheless, Riley and Jonesy believe that they've accomplished something that day. <laughs> and they plan to reward themselves with Abby's and Ales, wheel and some tails. <sighs> I love their confidence. I love I, the unwarranted confidence. I'm still proud of them. I don't know why, but I mean they've not done anything. They've literally not done anything. They really haven't at the gym yet. No. But I'm still proud of them. Solid advice, though. Know your angles. <laughs> Who squat when where why? <laughs> Who squat when where why? Snipey. They aren't heartbroken that they go over to Tyson and Joe Boy. They said, "Yeah, makes sense. We want to start soft for beginners." Yeah. Like, I can literally show you the ropes. <laughs> and these are the ropes. They still think they have satisfied customers. <laughs> I just love them. They're blissfully unaware of any shortcomings that they might have. They're blissfully unaware and they're overly optimistic. And I appreciate that about them. The only thing that they did was running away when they yelled ninja dust. Yeah, which is cardio. Hate to break it to you, boys. But even then, I was like, that's kind of unsafe where they're running. Because <laughs> they do it, and then they're running around near where the weights were on the ground. And I was like, ah, don't do that. That's a concussion waiting to happen. But I don't have any more notes on that. I don't either, because we kind of we kind of jumped the gun and discussed it earlier. So then we go back to Dan. He's in the midst of a stand-up act where the audience is having a great time howling with laughter at his mundane observations. Now, did you ever notice lineups at the dollar store are getting longer? Like, I just stopped in there to get a candy bar the other day. I'm stuck waiting behind Mrs. Henderson three hours buying a whole kitchen sink. <laughs> sure, Dan. Sure, Dan. That the, happens sometimes. The crowd cheers, and even Jim Dickens praises the act as unbelievably good. Wayne says he liked it because he understood it, whereas everything else today he's seen, he is not understood. <laughs> Dan is very pleased because he found the writing super easy. I don't know what that guy was talking about. This is super easy. You just notice things, you talk about them. <laughs> so here, here's Kate Trev killing it at the talent show. And then I wrote down, this must be a spoof of somebody, but I didn't know exactly who they were Yeah, I don't know. Spoofing. I've, I've not heard any Did You Ever Notice comedians, and I feel like he was kind of latching onto that. But maybe he was just spoofing observational comedians in general, but he was very like, did you ever notice? <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a, sh a shtick to it. But I don't know if that was somebody's actual shtick or if that's just him stereotyping all observational comedians either way funny 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 i think they're not necessarily being derogatory towards it but it, you can tell that they don't think that's very funny at all i feel like their actual feelings very closely resemble katie and wayne's reactions of just yeah, yeah that happens sometimes yeah. i have noticed that i don't get why so many people find this hilarious it's just statements <laughs> I kind of, I, I got it. I feel like I had to agree, though. 
there are some observational comedians that I find enjoyable, but even some comedians that consider themselves observational, I feel like are more storytellers. Yeah. Because Pete Holmes considers himself an observational comedian. And I guess he is, but I don't know. His delivery, I feel like, is different than other observational comedians. That's neither here nor there. I might not know anything I'm talking about. He's the one to beat, though. He didn't get buzzed off. But neither did Mark. <laughs> but I guess Coach kind of disqualified himself by destroying his ukulele and storming off stage. I love that Jim thinks it was hilarious. Judges, a few, a few thoughts on Dan's act. I thought it was good, 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 so good. We're looking at great, so great. We're talking about unbelievable, making me laugh. And Glenn's, yay for Dan, yay. Yay, yay for Dan, yay for Dan. <laughs> and it's a little tongue-in-cheek how he walks off saying, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote down, so this must mean Derry is literally the headliner. Because he's, he's the last I guess so, yeah, because yeah. he's the last one going. God, I would hate to be the last person going to the talent show. Yeah. So, Derry takes the stage and begins line dancing by himself, but he misses a few steps, and Katie worries that he's losing it. She and Wayne join him on stage, followed by Dan, Gale, Jim, Dickens, McMurray, and Mrs. McMurray. The hockey players enter as the whole gang starts dancing about the stage, but quickly turn around and leave. We say, Fuck also, real quick, I have to say, has Jonesy always had chest hair? Yeah. Okay. I just, like, I just noticed it after the last episode, and I was wondering if that was him growing chest hair because Fran and Daxi said they were into otters. <laughs> so I didn't know. I just have, I guess I've never noticed it. I thought he had a tattoo there. I think he probably used to manscape, maybe, and then maybe now he and just kind of stopped because they're in the off season. Yeah, I don't know, but... He, he's had it before, for sure. Okay. So. Well, then never mind. I wrote down the songs. You did? That Derry walks into. That song is called Never Swim Alone by a band called Death From Above. Oh, cool. And what's the one he actually line dances to? The one to? he actually line dances to is called Swamp Thing by The Grid, released in 1998. It's an EDM, bluegrassy, line dancey song. Yeah, I was going to say, it was probably made... <laughs> For this. Yes. I found it on a CD called 90s Line Dance Remix. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah. But I... that Never Swim Alone song is a freaking bop. If you've not listened to it, go listen to it. It'll change your life. I'll put it on the playlist that I have been building. Yes. At some point. It's so good. But it was frustrating because the first shot of Dairy Line Dancing, you can't even see his legs or feet. So it's like, you can tell that he's, like, having trouble doing this, doing something, mm -hmm. but you can't even see what he's doing. I wonder if that was at Derry's request. I don't know. If he went to the spotlight guy and was like, hey, make it as small, just so you can see, like, the upper half of my body, so that if I mess up, no one knows. But then I feel like in the next couple shots, it kind of kept getting wider and wider, even before Katie and Wayne started joining him. I don't know. I think the second cut back to him, it was a little bit wider, but when he was first at, like, the very first scene... It was literally from his butt up. Yes. You couldn't really see anything else. I, I wrote down to look up that song, but I never did, so I'm glad you did. I mainly just looked it up because I was like, man, I have to know what this song is. This is hard right now. I want to listen I to it. I liked it. I wouldn't say I loved it. I like, well, I mean, any song they put as a slow-mo walking or slow-mo fight song, you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Did you note how sweaty Derry was when he got yes. on stage? And he was red. 
Mm. He, but I mean, he hadn't even started yet. It was just like he, he was, was so, just so nervous. Yeah. And he had on this gold lined shirt. It was so glittery. It was yeah. so sparkly. I loved it. I do wish he had a belt on though. Yeah, the fact that he didn't have a belt on, like I know. It's because he probably has started buying pants the Ferda fit, as Wayne would say. But I feel like a line dance outfit comes with a belt. It would have just made so much sense for him to have a belt and a big belt buckle on yeah. in this scene. It would yeah. have just screamed Derry to me. This is his specific line dancing outfit. <laughs> this is my line dancing uniform. I know I said I put that horse down, but I still have the suit. <laughs> I love that Katie and Wayne join him because, I mean, that's friends supporting friends. They're up there. But this is obviously a conflict of interest. This is obviously a conflict. I think at that point, though, they noticed no one's going to win this show. No one's going to win this talent show. Let's just go have fun with it. Everyone Derry. is lost. Or they've said, Derry is for sure lost. It's over now. Let's just go dance. I said, this type of song and dance, hence, the <laughs> is born. <laughs> but I will say, though it was not, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not a line dance person. I don't like it. I could tell that Derry was taking it very seriously. Mm -hmm. He was mad at himself. Katie and Wayne joined him. Did you see the confidence and the smile in Derry's yes. little nervous face yes. <laughs> at that point? His I was little cute nervous face. And touched my spirit. <laughs> I well, I wrote down uh, that that is the draw. For yeah. line dancing, because we do have a, a club here that there's a big chunk of time where they play music specifically, and you either, and they don't explain it, you just kind of have to see people dancing, and you got to jump in, and you got to catch on, but it's fun to be part of the group, and to know there's a specific thing to do, and that's the draw, is that it's fun, and it's a group participation deal. And anyone can do it, but you have to know the steps. Yeah. The steps are easy to learn for the most part. I mean, there are some complicated line dances. Yeah. I've seen them, but no, like at that club, it's like a straight hour and a half block of just line dancing. I love that it just keeps getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the part that made me, I mean, I don't think it was intentional necessarily, but Jim Dickens, he was so stoic, but he was still hitting every one of those. every one of those notes. And then Gail's up there doing it, like, but her, she's doing it more with her shoulders. I don't know if you noticed, but Mrs. McMurray is chomping her gum on beat with the steps. <laughs> I, I really liked it. And then McMurray was making his <laughs> weird, McMurray face. <laughs> weird McMurray flirty face. I said, let's learn this dance. This is just live TikTok. Just, yeah, live TikTok. Let's learn this dance and then shoot it. I'm going to say, no, like you said, nobody wins for me. Yeah, I mean, the only person that really makes sense to have won would have been Dan because he's the one that he got the crowd finished. moving and he finished his set yeah. and they didn't buzz him. So I'd say Dan is the de facto winner. Yeah, I don't know. That's the. This is the last scene and nothing really happens as far as we know. Nobody yeah. wins. They do, the, they do the dance and then roll credits. I was excited because my boys showed up and I was like, yay, they're going to join in because like, they never get to do anything with anybody except themselves. That's, right. That's probably why they're, that, they're so, what's the word? When you're dependent on somebody? Codependent? They're so codependent <laughs> on each other. Shut up. When they're, you're dependent on a person? On a co-person. Like a co-person. <laughs> they're so codependent on each other because no one ever lets them do anything with them. True. I think they would have fun. I think they would too, but they just don't want to give it a shot. I don't know. I think they would have, if they had been pulled into it, I think they would have gone up there and done it but i'm just glad to see them back together yeah me too i think they needed that 
what do you give this episode overall? Overall, I would say, given my history with the show, of watching the show at least, and then editing your all's podcast, I kind of know your all's rating systems now, but the score for me has got to be like a solid, a solid seven and a half. Okay. Because while mm-hmm. I was made uncomfortable with a bunch of the acts, the show on a whole, it showcased everybody. There was no useless conflict. There was no non sequitur fight scene that didn't need to happen. That didn't not need to happen. There was a coach rant. Our dog's getting riled up. <laughs> She's ready for the podcast to be done. I would say yes, yeah, seven and a half. It showcased everybody. It gave everyone a spotlight. We got to see our boys. We got to see a coach rant. Yeah, that's true. I think it's just. I think it made for a solid episode. Ah, uh, she disagrees. Godiva disagrees. The resident dog on the show. I am going to say a seven. Doesn't like that one either. Wow. What would you give it, Godiva? Would you give it an eight? Would you give it a ten? She would give it a ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you have it. There straight, from have the dog's it. Mouth. straight from the dog's mouth. Um, I don't have anything for What's the Scoop. Post-edit Josh here. She actually did have something for What's the Scoop. It's that Andrew Herr is engaged. I think she just couldn't bring herself to be happy for him because she's so jealous of his fiance. But anyway, that's the that's the scoop, I guess, for this week. Congratulations, Andrew. Well, I guess we have to be done because <laughs> our timekeeper says it's... Our timekeeper says it's time to go outside. So uh, thanks for listening in check back next week it's gonna be something a little bit different maybe maybe so uh just come back and check it out we'll see you next time see you next time bye ninja dust thanks again for listening to not my forte a super soft podcast information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com as well as Megan and Josh's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach, and that song is called Rattle and Shake. If you have any questions about this episode or any comments or insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put not my forte in the subject line. <laughs>